It's good, good, good night to be in church, Friday night, Sunday night, any day is a good day to be in church, amen? If you're expecting something from God, it is anyway, amen? And we're expecting something, we're expecting to hear from Him, not from me. Well, you don't have to be, okay, put Him on the background. (laughs) No, He's right, we're not going to hear from me. (laughs) We want to hear straight from the heart of God, don't we? Amen. Well, let's let's join faith together. Father, we do thank you for your word, Lord, and we ask for your help tonight, Lord. We're, we're asking for utterance, revelation, and anointing, Lord. We, we ask for hearts ready to receive this word, Lord, and that as we receive it by faith, we, we ask that it would change our lives, Lord, and it would, you would use us to change those around us through this word spoken tonight, Lord. We, we pray for miracles. We pray for healing, Lord. As your word goes forth, it doesn't matter what part of your word it is. We know it's good, and it will make you whole. And so we're believing for good things, relationships, bodies healed, whatever you want to do, move in, your, move in this service and help people, Lord. And we thank you for it. Thank you for everything you're going to do, and we give you praise in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to 2 Samuel 2. Glory to God. You know, a few weeks ago I was teaching prayer. And I got to talk of, talking about inquiring. And God, I was inquiring of God what I was going to teach on tonight. And He said, you're going to teach on inquiring. <laughs> inquiring hearts want to know. Remember that old commercial said, inquiring minds want to know? Yeah. yeah we're not going to look at the National Enquirer. We're going to look at the Word of God. We're going to have something way more trustworthy than that. Amen. It was interesting, I was inquiring of God, on inquiring, and, he, and I, said, I said, so that, that's it for sure, and he goes, I said that was it, and I heard that in my spirit, and he said, I said that was it, and I said, okay, and then uh, I've been studying that a little through the week, and this morning I got up and uh, got around, I was headed to the bank, and uh, was a little hungry, and I thought, you know, I think I'm going to stop and get me an Egg McMuffin. And I like him egg McMuffins, you know. And I said, I'm going to stop and get me one. And all of a sudden in my spirit, said, it'd be a good day to fast a couple meals. And I said, that's not God. <laughs> that, that can't be God. And, and the Lord said, you've been studying inquiring all week. And I just told you something and you're not going to listen. And he said, you know what he was showing me is how easy it is to get off from hearing it's not just inquiring that you want to do it's trusting that you're getting ready to hear what he says and then do what he says hearing's not enough you got to hear you got to listen and you got to do you know we could make we, we could uh, we could do that's a scripture you know add to your hearing listening add to your listening doing you know cuz you know there's all kinds of sounds going on right now you're only hearing what you're listening to though Amen? If we all got quiet for a minute, we'd hear the fans of the air conditioner running. I was cold when I walked in, so I turned those fans down. (laughs) I don't like being cold. Let me sweat. Just don't let me be cold. (laughs) So I had them turn them down. But but there's noise going on all around you. You know, it's like if you were talking to somebody. If you were talking to somebody, but you were thinking about something else, you didn't listen to them. 
You might have heard something coming out of the, out from that direction, but you didn't listen to what they were saying. You guys know this. Your wife says it to you. You, you didn't listen to a word I just said. And you were staring at them the whole time. And then you say, oh, yeah, I did. And they say, tell me what I said. And you go, oh, just tell the truth the first time. Say, you're right, honey. I was out there in la-la land, and, and I didn't hear right there. <laughs> Hear, add to your hearing listening, add to your listening doing. Amen? Otherwise, there's no reason to inquire of the Lord. First thing you've got to do if you inquire of the Lord is begin to listen. Amen? Look, look at 2 Samuel. Let's, let's, let's read the Word. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass after this, that David inquired of the Lord. This is the first thing you got to do is inquire of the Lord, right? Amen. How many know inquiring of the Lord should be our first thing we do? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be what we do after we've messed it up, huh? Ask me how I know. <laughs> you know, uh, Brother Moore talks about the move too fast syndrome. Uh, I may have, I may have had that a couple times. You know, when something's got to get done and you think you know how to do it, you just go, right? And an assumption is not hearing from God, right? An assumption, is that doesn't mean you've heard from God. That doesn't mean you should move on that. It means you, you're, even if your assumption was right, you didn't verify it with God, right? Until you verified it with God. Okay, it's kind of quiet over here. I'm going to go over here. That's okay. You can be quiet. It, 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 I'll still just talk. Just, I don't know. There's something about me. I just start talking. And I'll just talk. You can be quiet. It won't bother me a bit. <laughs> I'll cry later. <laughs> and it came to pass, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go. And David went. No. No. And see, that, 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 that's one of your big... That, that, the right there is where I would have said, all right, I'm headed to Judah. You know? But, but you would have been going nowhere because you ain't got direction yet. Right? That'd be like saying, that, what if the Moors would have said, Lord, you want us to go to Missouri? And, they'd, and the Lord would have said, yes, go to Missouri. And they'd, and they'd have went and they said, all right, we're headed to St. Louis. There wouldn't be a church here right now. Right? Because God's a specific God. And when we inquire of Him, we need to stay, we need to sit long enough to hear everything He's got to say. Do, do we have anything more important going on in our life than what God's getting ready to tell us? Amen? Because when He gives direction, he'll, he'll get, He only answers the questions you ask. You know that, don't you? Huh? Right? Now, He may, he may expound upon that answer. But he's going to answer the question you ask. That's what he did with David right here. David said, shall I go up to the cities of Judah? And the Lord said, yep, go up. Now, if David would have just left right then, he'd have been moved too fast syndrome. Right? He'd have got there and he would have known where to go, what to do next. But David, a smart boy. Huh? You know, I read so much about David this past week because David, when you look up the word inquire, they should have put David's picture on after it. 
David inquired of the Lord. Amen. Amen? He inquired of the Lord about everything. He inquired about things he'd inquired about before. Amen? And that's important. You know, a lot of people, they'll they'll get attacked with a sickness or disease and and they'll, they'll, they'll get healed and something else will come at them, and instead of asking God what to do or, or what to go, where, which direction to go, they just assumed that, that that first answer was the answer forever. <laughs> it's not. God's got bigger answers. You're in a different place. Right. What you, could, you know what? When my daughter was two, you know what? We gave her ba- baby Tylenol. You know, now if she... <laughs> oh, you gave your daughter medicine? Yeah, she had a fever. We just gave her medicine and the fever broke. Wow. <laughs> you got people out there like, well, why didn't you just believe God? I did. I believed God right after I gave her the medicine. You know what I believe God for? For the sickness to go away while she felt good. I, wasn't, I didn't have faith in Tylenol. Well, I felt that when I said it. I'm like, whoo, man. Hey, ain't no kind of healing or relief that's made that God didn't give them the wisdom to make. Amen. I thank God for heart surgeons. You know why? Because I couldn't be one. Too much school. No, <laughs> no not, not, not only too much school, too much blood. Too, wow. Thank God that there's somebody grace to do those things. Amen? But that wasn't my grace. Thank God. <laughs> right? How did we get off on that? Children's style and all. Yeah, now, now today, if she, if she says, I got a headache, we don't say, well, go, Kim, go get the children's style and all. Right? We, we go get the adult Advil. Huh? You take Advil? Yeah. Then I believe God for healing. Amen. While I don't hurt as bad. Amen. Did you know that Advil won't heal you? Right. Neither will Tylenol, but it'll make you hurt less while you're being healed. Right. <laughs> Amen. It was, I'll just endure the pain. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't like pain. <laughs> I'm against it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt my faith one bit. Because I know where healing comes from. Amen. Healing comes from God. Healing was bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. It had nothing to do with Advil. But He's merciful and kind and He'll give you something on your way there. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We better get back to this now. (laughs) And David inquired. He he asked another question. And he said unto him, Wait, what did it say? Let's see. Shall I go to the cities of Judah? And the Lord said, And go. And David said, Where shall I go? And he got specific direction and by inquiring of the Lord. But think about what David just did here. You know, he didn't have any, he didn't say, he didn't have to go away for three months and get quiet to see if that was God. Huh? 
You know, we got we got people that that they're, they're wasting their whole life waiting to hear from God, and God gave an answer right after they ask. God's not slow, and He had an answer for you before you asked the question. He knew what you were going to ask. Right? He puts a plan in place before. You know, it's just like Brother Dwayne was talking about. The, the raven was on ready. He, he, didn't, he didn't say, okay, he's going, i got to go find a raven. No, he already had a raven. Right? He, he, he had him ready to go. And, and when we ask, we've, we've got, you know, that's why, that's why I, I was practicing this week. That's why, like, when he said I couldn't have an Egg McMuffin. I didn't have an Egg McMuffin, by the way. <laughs> I did exactly what the Lord said. You know why? Because if you read about David, after the Lord told him to do something, you know what he did? He did exactly to the letter what the Lord said. He didn't add to it. He didn't subtract from it. He did what the Lord said. Amen? And there's a blessing for doing what the Lord says. And the blessing is more than you'll see just by what you think. Amen? Think about it. Every time David inquired of the Lord and did what he said, not only did he usually get back his stuff or, or win the battle, he, he won the battle and got the spoils. Amen? Right. Amen? God, God never just... He, his plan is so big that, that you can't stop it at just what you inquired about. Because His answers are broader than you see. Amen? And, and so when we ask, when we begin to inquire of the Lord, inquire means ask. It means a lot of other things, but, but if you really boil it down to one thing, it just means ask. Ask the Lord. The Lord says, what are you going to do? Or you say, Lord, what am I going to do? And then what's the next step right after that? Listen. Man, I've caught myself saying, Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, he doesn't want. That's not the right question. Lord, do you want me to do this? Lord, should I do this? You know, people are sitting there saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. You know what? Lord, Lord has no question to answer then. Right? Well, if He answers, your, if he answers what you're saying, He's going to say, you're right. You don't know what to do. <laughs> you are exactly right. You have no idea right now what to do. Right? No, notice David didn't say, I don't know if I should go to Judah. I just don't know if I should go to Judah. And the Lord would have said, you're right. You don't know if you should go to Judah. <laughs> Ask me and I'll tell you. God's not hard and He's, not, and he's trying, trying to make it hard. He, he wants to give specific answers to specific questions and He wants us to listen to those answers. But you've got to have faith and believe that you're getting ready to hear just like David did. You know, sometimes we read these things and we think it's a Bible story. You know, we've been raised in the Bible stories. You know, these aren't stories. These are events. These, these are happenings. This happened. David did inquire of the Lord. David was a real person. And he asked God. And he got an answer just like that. And you know what? David was not full of the Holy Ghost. How much faster should we get an answer? We don't have to spend weeks and days. And, and the devil, what's happened is the devil has confused this. He's made it seem like it's hard. You know, Brother Moore just finished a series not long ago. Mrs. Moore actually did the last message on it called My Sheep Hear My Voice. Amen? 
and, 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 and he goes through step by step that we do hear his voice. And we need to get a hold of that truth. Because until we get a hold of that truth, our inquiring is in vain. Because then we sit there and we say, I, I, I asked God, I just hadn't gotten an answer. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. You got an answer. Even if you ask God a question and the answer is no, He'll tell you no. The next thing that's got to happen is our heart has to be ready to hear His answer. You know why David could hear these answers so quick? His heart was ready to hear it. He was in a position to receive the Word that was coming back to him. He was expecting from the, from the Almighty God an answer to that question. He was, and, and he wasn't confused about what that answer was. He wasn't confused. He, when, when God answered him, he goes, I wonder if that's the Lord. Man, I know I asked about going to Judah and he said yes. But man, I just don't know if that's God. That's the devil right there. Why in the world would God have you question his own answer? God's not, if, <laughs> do you know most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, but most of the time, the first answer you get, the first answer you get. Now, whether you heard it or not, I don't know. A lot of people got no, and they were talking over God. And God was, they were saying, should we go? And, and, the, and, and they're talking, should we go? I wonder if we should go. We should, I'm going to ask God if we should go. God, should we go? Because we want to go to Branson. Should we go to Branson? We want to go to Branson. And, and God said no all in between all that. And the next thing you know, you, go, you know, it's really on my heart to go to Branson. Well, do you want to wait and hear what God said? And then, and then you got people say, should we go to Branson? And God says, yes, go. And they forget to ask when. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've had people here two years early and I've had people here two years late. <laughs> two years early, didn't wait to hear. Two years late, couldn't hear. We, we, we just know God wants some ransom. We just don't know when. And God told God tells us. That, that's why He got me so quick when I said, are you sure I can't have a McMuffin today? He caught me just like that. He said, see how easy it is to get into a trap of not hearing me. Why? Because my flesh was screaming so loud for a sausage McMuffin with egg <laughs> that it wanted to override my heart. And my heart just wanted to do what God wanted to do. Amen? And, and, you know, people say, oh, you're not supposed to talk about when you're fasting. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm fasting today. <laughs> you know what? I already asked him what we were eating after service. <laughs> Unless God tells me I'm still fasting. <laughs> but <laughs> the reason he did that was to show me so that we could all see how easy it is to fall into these traps. There's one truth and there's one word that's right. And the devil wants to make sure you don't hear it or you don't believe you can hear it or get you in a position where you can't hear it. Amen? Or get you in a position you don't feel confident enough to inquire of the Lord. I mean, think about David himself. This was, this was the man that inquired, and he inquired a bunch. 
But one day, the, 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 the enemy in, in decided to get, try to talk him into counting his troops, counting his peoples. You guys remember that story? Satan incited him to count. Why would you count your troops? God, God's had you win battles without, with, way too, with way too less troops. You don't, how, many, how many people you need? Yeah, numbers shouldn't matter, right? But somehow or another, David got caught up in it. He got caught up in, in counting his troops. And it displeased the Lord. And you know what happens when you displease the Lord? It separates you. Anything you have to override your heart to do will separate you from God. Amen? I remember when I started chewing skull. Yeah, I chewed skull too. <laughs> yeah, I've only been perfect and sanctified a little while. But I think I was uh, 13, 12 or 13. And uh, I may have told you guys this story before. But, you know, I hid it for a little while. But then, you know, it's pretty hard to hide when you got tobacco in your mouth because you're either going to swallow or spit. <laughs> it's gross, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when my mom found out, you know, people think, oh, I bet you got in big trouble then. No. No, I didn't get in big trouble at all. She said, you know, I'm not concerned about what chewing tobacco will do to you physically. I'm concerned about how it will separate you from God. That's all she ever said about it. She never said another word about it after that. And I chewed for another long time. Long time. But you know what? I can count from, from that day forward and I can watch my steps, how I started getting away from the Lord. Starting getting away from the things of God. People say, just because you chewed some skull, because I, I, I overrode what I knew was right. Remember what Brother Moore talks about. It's a violation of light that you have that takes you backwards. It's, it's not, you know, there's lots of people doing things that aren't right, but they don't know that. Amen? And God's merciful to that. But when you have to override your heart to do anything, if you start judging somebody as a Christian... You just, just get in a circle where people are talking about somebody else. Your heart will start telling you, get out, get out. I mean, it, it, it's like, a, what was it, lost in space. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> Why? Because you are overriding your heart if you stay there. And then if you talk, you're overriding your heart again. You separate yourself from God. And then you're going to go and say, oh God, what should I do here? He's going to say... You fix this over here so you can talk to me. Let's get over here and fix this. And, and remember what happened to David. In, in that instance, David said, said that he had sinned and, and, and he repented of what he did, but uh, Gad had to come see him. You know, if you, watch what, if you watch David, if Nathan or Gad had to come talk to him, you knew he'd messed up. Because otherwise, he inquired of the Lord for himself. Right? But why did that? He had lost confidence. If you read the end of that story, when he counted people, it says he could not inquire of the Lord because he was afraid of the angel. He was afraid. He couldn't inquire of the Lord. Why? He put himself in a position where he was unable to talk. He, he had lost his confidence. He had put something else ahead of God and overrode his heart. When you override your heart, what you're doing is saying, you're saying, I'm smarter than God. 
<laughs> you know that verse, where is it in the Second Timothy? It says, flee youthful lust. You know, youthful lust are just wanting to be who you, you know, I'm the man. I'm a man now. I can do what I want to do. I don't have to listen to mom and dad. They're just trying to take my fun away from me anyway. That, that, that's a youthful lust. You know why? You know how I know that? Because you grow out of it. You, right? You know, if my dad tells me something now, I listen to what he says. Amen. Now, when I was 18, I might not listen to him because I knew too much. It's good to get dumb again. Because people that know everything can't learn anything. Amen? Youthful lust will take you out of a position to hear from God. That's why he said flee from them. That's why he said flee from them. Why? Because they're prideful. What he's saying is stay away from pride. Stay away from things that will take you back from me. Because you can't hear when you know everything. Amen. People say, well, it's God, not my dad. Hey, God's the one that said honor your parents. And if you can't follow that, how can you hear from God? He told you something to do and you didn't do that. Whew. (laughs) He tells us stuff to do in His Word all the time. Amen. But, but we have to do those things and stay in a position just like David tried to stay in, and he stayed in very much of the time, to where when he asked, the question was answered. And we need to see it just like that. When you ask, expect an answer. But don't have a preconceived notion of what that answer is. Right? <laughs> yeah? Amen? Because, but a preconceived notion, that's two, that's two voices in your head right there. And you know what happens then? God bows out. Because He's not going to give you two voices to hear. You can hear the truth or you can hear something else. Did you notice that when David was incited to count the troops, it doesn't talk about how God was sitting there in the background saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He already knew not to do it. He had to override his heart to do it. Amen? Everything we override our heart to do Will take us. Will separate us from God. Amen. Because why? Because you're choosing another word over His word. You're choosing something besides what He says, and you know it, right? That's the difference. A lot of people say, "Well, I didn't know it." Don't try to fool God. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't tell on myself very often, but I was in talking to Brother Moore one time. <laughs> you know, he was asking me a question. I said, "Well, I, I just don't didn't know that, brother." He said, "Don't try to fool me." He said, "Let's don't play around with this." And you know, he's right. You don't play around with this. No, God already knows your heart. Don't try to fool God. Amen. God knows exactly what you know, and He knows what you don't know. And usually if you say, I don't know something, pretty good chance you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. there's a real good chance you did know the minute you said, oh, I didn't know that. Because that's the automatic response to try to get ourselves out of trouble. We've been doing it all our life. Right? Policeman stops you, 
You're going 50 in a 40? You've went down that road 50 times? You've seen that sign, 45 of them. And he stops you, and he says, hey, you know how fast you're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going pretty fast. He goes, what's the speed limit here anyways? You know what the speed limit is. <laughs> you know what? The world is trained in deception. That's why we have to renew our mind. Because we don't want to answer deceptively. If God asks us a question, then we need to be able to answer Him just like that. And we need to answer Him truthfully. You know, I was in the sales business for a long time. And you know, salesmen, they don't tell the truth a lot. (laughs) Not any in here. You guys all say you're perfect salespeople. But man, they just want to make a sale. Right? And so whatever makes you happy is the next word coming out of their mouth. Amen? (laughs) It doesn't care if it's true or not. As long as it makes you happy and gets you to buy their product. Well, we don't want to be that way. For one thing, you can't sell God. He already knows your product. (laughs) He made you. You are the product. Amen? He created you. He knows you from inside out, beginning to end. He knows what you're going to answer to a question three weeks from now. And if He knows you're going to answer right, wrong, He's already working on you with the right answer. He's sending people across your path right now to strengthen you to change that answer because He knows your heart. And He says, they're going to answer wrong if, if something doesn't change between here and there. And he sent, he's merciful. He sends a message up at the pulpit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll have us listen to tape. He'll send a brother or sister to our house. He'll, call, he'll have someone call us on the phone. And, you, and, you'll see, and, 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 the, and the most dense thing we could do, say, man, I wonder why people keep talking about this. Huh? Anybody ever done that to you? And you heard the same thing 16 times. I don't know why I keep hearing messages about this. God's saying, wow, I raised you better than this. <laughs> and you know what He does? He sends 17 by and 18. Up to the moment that you make the decision, He gives you opportunity after opportunity to choose right. Amen? He's a good God. And, and He's leading us in the right ways. And, and when, when, he, when He speaks to us and through us, and He wants us to know that it's Him. And He wants us to have a confidence that what we just heard was Him. But we've been taught by religion and even the church, you know, that, well, get, get in faith. And it's like what Brother Moore was talking about last week. And, and wait on an answer. Well, that's like saying, if, that'd be like me asking Keith a question right here and then go and sit down, and, and all I asked him was what color his shirt was. What color is Keith's shirt? Well, I sure hope he answers me now. Gosh, I need to know what color Keith's shirt is. I'm really needing to know that. I hope he answers me. And you're waiting on an answer. He's already, he probably gave it while I was still, still talking. God's, God's not slow, and he doesn't have to think about it. Right? Now, we do sometimes have to think about it. Parents. Come on. Right? 
Amen? How many know when your child inquires of you? Sometimes you don't answer right the first time. Well, let me rephrase that. When my child inquired of me, and she said, Dad, I want to do this, and immediately I'd think of two things. Well, how's that affect me? Well, that's selfish. That has nothing to do with God. And you can't hear from God with that thought in your head. If somebody calls you and says, Brother, you got a minute, and you go, mm, I don't know. You, you, you don't have time for them. You don't have time for what God wanted you to do. You were their answer that day. But you didn't have time. That They were inquiring of the Lord through you. And they needed some help. But you didn't have time. You know, when we do that with our kids, with our, with our, with our brothers and sisters in the Christ, then, then we're not walking in love because any time you think about what, how it affects you first... There's, it's a no-brainer after that. Wrong answer. That's selfish. <laughs> well, I'd like to, but I'm on my way to supper. <laughs> Guess what? Food's still going to be there. I mean, look at me. You can tell. If something's going to entice somebody, it's food's going to be it. <laughs> you know, the first thing the devil will do is you'll lose your place in line. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. When, when our kids ask us a question, we we need to be as we need to be like God. First of all, do you know that God won't give you the answer you like, even if He knows it's going to make you mad? And see, those are the things that pull us away from inquiring. Amen? Because you could inquire of God and your kid could be pulling on your emotions over here and you're trying to inquire of God what to do. It's time to tune out the kid. Amen? It's time to tune out the kid and say, okay, Lord, what do I do? And, and when the Lord says, stop doing that, and you say, yeah, but if I stop doing that, they're going to be mad. I'm going to have to hear from them all the time. They're going to be sulking. They're going to be walking around like this because that's what, that's what kids do when they don't get their way. Why? Why do they walk around like that? It's not because they're sad. They're trying to make you sad. I've been a kid. It's a trick. The minute nobody's nobody's watching, they're playing music and dancing in their bedroom. You open the door like... Give them the answer just like God gave it to you. I remember one time, remember lots of times Ramsey pulled on my heart and got me to do the wrong thing. Thank God, God was merciful. But I remember one time she said, I want to go to this concert. (laughs) Man, I would have had to override my heart, God's heart, and several of the apostles at the same time (laughs) for this to happen. And I said, no, no. And this is how strong and how much the enemy will try to play, you, play your kid against you. She kept on and kept on and kept on. She was politic and she was sulking. She was crying. And, 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 and with that alone, you know they don't need to go. If it's that big a deal to not go, they don't need to go. Right? I've done it. 
I, I threw a fit so bad one time in my bedroom, my mom finally came in and said, you know, I'm just going to spank you so you have a reason to cry. <laughs> well, what's the implication here? You really don't have a reason to cry. i got to give you one. But she kept pulling on me, and she kept pulling on me. I had already inquired of the Lord. I I knew in my heart what was right. But as as I let her, and get this, as I let her, we let people pull on us, and they pull against what God's already said. They'll pull you right out of His will. And I I, I was even to the point, I told Ken, I said, well, should we let her go? Am I wrong? And I knew I wasn't wrong. And Ken's like, what? Are you nuts? She ain't going. But that's the thing. We, what, what was I doing? I was allowing the enemy to change something God had said. Look, look at uh, um, 1 Samuel 23. We can't let our flesh rule anything when your flesh is in charge of anything it will mess it up because it is led by emotions and feelings and man you know you can i've seen people in in good services and 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 the offering gets 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 very anointed and people start bringing money to the altar and and you can tell it's anointed when it starts but all of a sudden you start seeing people that you know have not heard from God to do this. And they're caught up in the emotion of it. And then you say, Lord, have mercy on them because they just gave their grocery money away. You got to hear from God. You don't get caught up in the emotion of anything. Stay in the anointing of everything. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And and God God is uh, kind. You give that money, and he, he'll he'll help you out. But the thing is, is you got no faith for that. You didn't have faith when you came down. You had emotion. Faith is not an emotion. It's no more an emotion than love is. Love's not an emotion. It's love is the most powerful force in the universe. We should never put it way down here with an emotion. Right and faith is not an emotion, and it, and it's and it's not guided by emotions. Amen? Amen. Our emotions aren't to guide us; we're to guide our emotions. God has emotions, but they don't. He, he doesn't. You know what? You can cry to him all day long and say it's not fair, God. It's not fair. That's what Ramsey kept saying to me. It's not fair. All my friends are going. Everybody else. I'm like, mm, I got to get away from her. Why? Because I'm a dad, and in the, the dad in me wants to just say, oh, okay, smile. Well, that's not a good dad. That would have been a bad dad. Thank God at that point I was a bad dad all night long to her and a good dad to God. Amen? Because it was a bad place to be, and she should have never been there. She wasn't there, thank God. First Samuel 23, reading about David again. Verse 2 says, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? What's he asking? One question, one simple question. Shall I go 
and smite the Philistines. Man, God answers the exact question you ask. And he, he answered him right away. And, and you know what? It, wasn't three, it doesn't say three days later after David fasted and prayed and got quiet. And, no, it says right then, right there. Guess what? You can get answers right now. A- amen? Say, so, well, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. That's holding you back from your answer right there. Not, not what you did, holding it over your own head. You're the one holding it over your head, not God. The devil wants to make sure you're holding it over your head. Why? Because when you inquire of God, he doesn't want you to hear. And better yet, he doesn't even want you to inquire. Why? Because he knows you'll get the right answer. David said, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. And David went to his men and, said, and his men said, we're afraid here. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to get his army to go do what the, the to do as he inquired of the Lord to do. And he went to go get his army. And his army says, hey, we're afraid right now. And we're not even near Keilah. You get us near Keilah and you can't, you, we'll show you afraid, brother. <laughs> he said, they said, they said, we're afraid here in Judah, and this is home. And you want us to go somewhere else? And David, what's he do? He says, hey, I'm the man. I heard from God, get up, and we're going. No. That would have been spiritual pride right then and there. And too many people doing that. You know, they say, oh, I've heard from God. They, I don't ever need to check again. You are the perfect one that hears and never needs to check again. You know what? Check again. God doesn't care. That's right. That's right. As long as you're in faith. And these people didn't look like they were ready to go. What they need? They needed some encouragement. So David went and inquired of the Lord again. Right? Again. And God didn't say, hey, I thought I just told you. That's not rude. Not when we come to Him with a right heart. It's one thing to keep asking Him a question that He's already answered because you don't believe the answer. David just wanted to make sure because he had a bunch of scaredy cats over here. And you know what David knows? Fear don't win. Right? Fear don't win. And so David... Went back and inquired of the Lord yet again. The Lord answered him a little more strongly this time. Why? Because he's going to encourage the troops. David was already ready to go. The troops needed something more. And, and he, said, he said to him, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I... Now, now see, now this is different to the troops. Why? Because before, David said, Will I smite the Philistines? Well, the Lord says, I'm going to deliver them into your hands. Smiting them will be easy. Obviously, it worked because the next thing you know, they're going to, they went and they defeated the Philistines and saved Keilah. But was David wrong to inquire more than one time? No. And, and, and spiritual pride is the only thing, you know, you know, men in their households, they go, and their wife says, well, I don't know if that's right or not, hon. I'm the man. You submit to me. Huh? 
you might as well grunt because you just acted like someone that that's all they knew. I'm the man. And I heard from God. Don't tell me we ought to check again, young lady. You know what? He gave you a helpmate to do what? Help you. Why? Because he knew you were going to need what? Help. He doesn't give helpmates to people who don't need help. Right? If he thought you weren't going to need help, you'd be single all your life. And then he'd probably still send you help. Actually, he would, because everyone needs help. Amen? Hey, spiritual pride will keep you from listening to the, to the voice that will help you ask again. Just because, they're, just because these men were under David, he didn't say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm the general here. You know, Let, let's do it. Let's do it. He, he said, God, what about this? You know, what about this? You just said do this, right? And God said, not only did I say do it, go do it now. I'll deliver them into your hand. What was he doing? He's giving the Lord's merciful. He's giving them encouragement. If the Lord says he's going to deliver somebody in your hand, you already won before you left. It ain't going to be real hard to go. Amen? God, when God assures you victory, then your fear is in vain. You know, you got, you got people say, well, I'm just afraid I'm going to miss God. You just did. The minute you said you were afraid, you missed God. Be unwilling to miss God, but don't be afraid you will. Because He'll answer you every time you ask. Amen? Amen. He's a good God. He's not trying to hide answers from us. But, you know, if you don't get an answer, okay, say, Lord, what do I need to prepare my heart to hear you? Because that may be the next answer you need. Because it's not that He ain't answering, it's that we ain't hearing. Amen? God's got, He already knew the answer before we asked the question. He knew what you had need of before you asked for it. It was just a matter of asking. Amen? Asking it says, ask and you shall receive. It doesn't say, ask, wait, and you shall receive. It says, ask and you shall receive. Amen? Amen? Amen. And, and, and these, are, these are the things, that these are prayer principles. When we pray to God, we shouldn't expect to not see something happen. We should expect what we prayed for to be happening. If you never see what happened, you know what happened because you prayed. Amen? Amen? I mean, we pray here every Wednesday night for the nation. We pray every Wednesday night here. For the, we pray for the nation, then we pray for a lot of other things. But we don't, I don't go home to watch the news to see if it happened or not. Most of the stuff we ask for, we'll never see the answer because what happened was God kept something from happening. Amen? Because when we pray, we should expect God helped us. And if He helped you, then what you prayed about didn't happen. Amen? <laughs> right? You know, people say, hey, you know, I hadn't really had to believe for healing because I just hadn't been sick. God's helping you. 
Amen. It doesn't have anything to do with your healthy lifestyle. Amen. It has to do with you didn't go get an Egg McMuffin for breakfast this morning. (laughs) Glory to God. Where are we going now? I ain't been anywhere close to my notes yet, so let's just see. 2 Samuel 5. Look, still looking at David. David was a man of God. He, you know, he was a man, and he made some mistakes. And you know, like I said, when when he made the mistake counting the people, God sent someone to tell him. He he he, he still got answers. God God is getting us answers. When when he messed up with Bathsheba, he sent Nathan to to tell him you messed up. Right. Why? Because David wasn't in a place to hear. He'd lost his confidence before God. But you know what the angel told him? He said, but God's not holding it against you. You're not going to die. Amen. He's a good God. And He'll make sure that you get an answer if you'll hear it. If you'll hear it. But, but it's the position that we are in. That, you know, it's like when it says, ask in James, what's it say? It says, but let him ask in faith. What's he really saying there? What he what he's saying is is faith is not it's not a it's 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 not a way of asking. It's a position of asking from. Right? It's why because you're God's child and He loves you. You're coming to the throne of God asking Dad for something that He wants you to have anyway. Amen. You're not asking for something out of the ordinary. You're you're going to your father and you're asking for the very thing that he wanted for you more than you wanted for yourself. You know, when you go and you say, God, I'm asking for healing in my body. He he wanted that so much he bought and paid for it before you asked for it. Amen. He wanted it more than you ever think you wanted it. He, he, as Brother Moore's been talking about, he paid a great price so that we could be healed. He thought it was that important that we be well in this earth, that he paid a price for us to be well. Glory to God. I mean, he could, he could have said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to redeem them. I'm, I'm going to redeem their spirit. I'm, I'm going to redeem their mind. But you know what? The, <laughs> As most religions believe, they're going to die anyway. You know, might as well leave sickness there. Did you know, first of all, he couldn't do that because he doesn't do half anything. He doesn't do two-thirds of nothing. Huh? He does all of everything all the time. And see, that's what he's saying with David. The reason David heard so good is because God had all of David's heart. David wasn't saving back a piece just in case he wanted to mess up later. No, don't laugh. Don't laugh. You know what? We, we got this thing where we, we say, ah, you know what? I'm going to serve God with all my heart, but i got to have that. There's really nothing wrong with that. You know, if you have to say there's really nothing wrong with it, <laughs> what are you defending? Huh? If you got to defend something, you better check your heart. Not God's. Not the people around you that say, well, you shouldn't listen to that. Well, first of all, they shouldn't tell you you shouldn't listen to it. You already knew you shouldn't listen to it. You shouldn't have it. You shouldn't do it. Whatever it is. 
You know, people say, well, you know, I have a little trouble with pornography, but you know, having all the movie channels isn't going to be a big deal for me. <laughs> Who are you fooling? Not God. Okay. Ooh. God wants us to hear. You know why He would show us this? Because we don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to let the enemy talk us into believing that we can't know exact answers just like that. Amen? We can know the answer. Uh, where did I tell you to go? Second Samuel 5, verse 19. It says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver? You notice David, he learned from the last time. Because last time he just said, Shall I go smite him? And God said, Yeah, go. And this time, and then he had to go back to him and ask him again. And when he did, God said, I'll deliver him into your hand. So this time David just said, shall I go up and will you deliver him into my hand? You know, why, why waste God's time? I'm going to ask all the question right now. So he just asked the whole thing. Shall I go up and shall, will you deliver him? And the Lord said, go up. Very specific. David asked if I should go up. And God said, go up. Amen? And I know we've heard this, and I know we've heard the analogy 50,000 times, but listen to it because we're still missing it. We're still missing it. There's still too many times where God says go up, and we go up, and then the next time the same enemy comes at us again, and instead of asking, we go up again. It's not time to go up again. It's time to inquire of the Lord. Pride assumes. Remember, Remember what Brother Moore said? Pride assumes, humility asks. And who gets the grace? The prideful. They go and take it. You say that grace. I'm under grace. I don't have to ask. You say it like that, you earn pride. You're proud of your grace. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and the Lord said, go up, for I will doubtless, in other words, without a doubt, you can, you can be fully assured that I will deliver them into your hands. And, and then they go up and they, and they fight them. They take them. They burn their, their little gods because gods that aren't gods burn. <laughs> They'll never burn our God. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it before service started. Do you realize we're the only people that will have miracles? Because we have the only real God. You can't get a miracle from a stick. You can't get a miracle from a stone. You can't get a miracle from a dead person. Miracles happen from a living, breathing God that loves you. Amen. There's no miracles outside of Christianity. We have them all the time. We're going to have more. <laughs> they went up, they beat them up, burned up their gods. And them Philistines are pesky. You know why I use the Philistines as an example? Because they're just like the devil. You could get rid of him today and he will show up on your doorstep tomorrow. Why? Because you left it open. People say, I don't know why the, Lord, the devil just keeps bugging me. and bug. You know what? The devil has to do very little to us. Why? Because we all got flesh. We all want our way, the way we want it. Right? We, we want to go to Burger King and we want it our way. Right? 
What was it? Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Don't upset us. That's right. All we ask is that you'll let us have it your way. Can't tell I like the food commercials, can you? And I didn't get my Egg McMuffin. (laughs) Thank God my flesh didn't get its way. And so, those pesky Philistines, they came out again and they spread themselves out out in the valley of Rephaim. Yeah. And when David inquired at what? He already knew how to get rid of them. He just got rid of them, right? What's he doing wasting God's time? It's never a waste of God's time to ask. What's going to happen is waste God's time when He has to reteach you because you didn't ask. Because when you didn't ask, you got in big trouble doing things not the way He wanted it done. Why? Because He knows ahead of time what's coming, what's going to happen. How that, that, you know what? The Philistines knew how they came up at Him last time, right? Yep. So they're not so stupid as to not make a plan against that plan, right? right. That would be like in the football game running a fullback dive every play. We're going to win this game, and all we need to do, run the fullback right behind the center, right behind the center, right behind the guard, fullback right. All they're going to do is put every one of their players right there, and you ain't going to win. Was the football analogy too much? (laughs) God's smart is what I'm trying to say. And He's smarter than we are. And when we assume, we assume we're as smart as Him. Amen? That's what, that's what assuming does. It assumes that you're as smart as Him. You know, even assuming for somebody else. Say, well, I just thought you'd like that. Maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> you know, somebody told me one time they were going to buy me a cruise, and I'm like, I don't want to go on a cruise. <laughs> somebody buys me a cruise, I'm not really going to like it because I don't want to go on a cruise. <laughs> you know? And, and, and you know, it, it, I'd, it's to be kind, don't get me wrong, and that sounds kind of mean. <laughs> Here, still love me. Come on. This is not a desire of my heart. Right? Just doing stuff for people without knowing they want you to do it sometimes isn't the best thing to do. Now, if you really know in your heart and God told you to do it, then, then it's going to bear witness with them. You know what usually happens? Every time, every time I hear a testimony in the church, they'll say, you know, I was believing for that, and the next thing I know, this person came and they did, and they did this for me. And, and why? They bore, it bore witness. Amen? That, that's how God works. And so David, he said, he inquired of the Lord again, shall I go up? What do you have? He asked the very same question. Shall I go up? So what would David have done had he not asked? He would have went up. He already had it in his heart to go up again. He said, shall I go up? And the Lord said, or you know he did because the Lord said you shall not go up. If he wouldn't have asked it the same way or at least with the same heart, then God would have answered this way. And he said, you shall not go up, but... And he gave him a whole different plan. And because he gave him a whole different plan, the defeat was great and the victory was huge. And, And this is the way God works. But he didn't have to wait 16 days to hear the answer. People say, well, he didn't have 16 days to wait. No, God's not... God's not Holding things back. If you're not getting an answer, find out why you're not getting an answer. Don't say God's just not talking to me because then you're saying I'm Saul. God's departed from me. i got to go get the witch of Endor and, and raise up Samuel. 
You're not Saul. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Not only can you hear from God, you have the Spirit of God in you. It says that He'll reveal all things to us. Amen? It doesn't say He's hiding anything. He's a good God. And He's not hiding stuff from us. What's happening is the devil and and our flesh is putting hindrances in front of us. Even when David was with Bathsheba and it separated, God still got an answer to him. Amen? Look at uh, 2 Peter. I had notes for it earlier. Okay. Look at 1 Peter then. I really did lose a whole page of notes. That's pretty good. Must have ate them. Oh, they're there. 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 3 and verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on, are over the righteous, and His ears are open to His prayers. And a lot of people say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, so His ears are open to me. No, what this verse is saying is, the eyes of the Lord are over people who are doing right, who are not overriding what they know is right and doing something else. Or else He wouldn't have needed the rest of the verse. Because He's not talking about evil people, He's talking about good people doing evil things. Amen? Because he says, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Who's them? Them, the the people that are supposed to be righteous that are doing evil. And what's he saying? He's saying the face of the Lord is against them. What? He can't tell them what he wants to tell them. Why? Because he's not facing them anymore. Why? He cannot. Why? Because they're overriding their heart to do something contrary to what he wants them to do. Why why does he hear their prayers when they're doing right things? Because they're right in direction with where He wants them to go. Does that make sense? If if I'm in St. Louis and Kim's in Branson and she wants to tell me something and she walks out the door and yells, I ain't going to hear it. Right? Well, sometimes when we're doing things that aren't right, that's where we are. It doesn't mean I'm still not His. I'm just not where He wants me. I'm doing things that aren't right. Look at this whole passage of Scripture. I'll tell you what. Just We'll take, we'll take a minute. We'll finish with this. Look at, start at a verse, about verse 8 because that's where it says finally. People go, oh, finally. He's going to shut up. Finally. It says, finally, be ye all of one mind. Now remember, this, this verse... 12 is bunched in with these verses. There's a reason that it's put in there. That's why we like to go to the context of the verse. It's not just talking about, well, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I got verse today. I can do whatever I want and He hears my prayers. No, you can't do whatever you want and God hears your prayers. Because why? Not because God's not listening. You won't have confidence to talk to Him, first of all. If you do have enough gall to talk to Him, you're not in the same state. Right? Your next thing is to cry out for help. And He'll hear you. Amen? He'll hear you. Amen? He's a merciful God. It says, finally, be you of all one mind, have compassion one to another, love as brethren, be pitiful and courteous. Compassionate is what He's talking about. What's He saying? Be like me and don't be selfish. What's He saying? Don't be selfish. Selfish is what leads you to do evil things. Love is what leads you to do right things. 
Amen? And he says, don't, and, and then he goes right into it. He says, don't render evil for evil. You know, people who argue Bible, and they say, well, you know, it's just, it's just good to argue with people over the Bible. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not good to argue with people over the Word. And it's not good to judge people who don't understand the Word. And it's not good to tell people what they ought to be doing. <laughs> okay, over here. <laughs> huh? Did you, did you know that God didn't put us down here to tell people what they ought not be doing? He put us down here to show them how to live right. Not to tell them what they're doing is wrong. You'll never win somebody to Christ telling them what they're doing wrong. You know why? Because they're going, duh. They know what they're doing wrong. People that are doing wrong things know it. Guess what? I did a lot of wrong. I knew every time I did it. I used to come home every night. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I can't believe I did that again. And then I'd go out the next night and do it. How stupid was I? Thank God He's merciful. Oh, whew. Don't do that. You hear me? Don't do that. Don't do it over and over again where you have to repent every night of the week and you're not really repenting because you're just trying to make yourself feel good enough that you can override your heart again the next night and do it again. (laughs) Ask me how I know. I'm standing here because at least this blocks me from being hit by too much. (laughs) Don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult. What's he saying? Don't, don't do an evil work for an evil work done to you because the prayer still works the same. He hears the prayer of the righteous and his face is against them that are doing evil. If you render evil for evil, you're doing evil. His face is now against you. Does that make sense? The, the verses fit together. They have to fit. God, God knew exactly how he was putting them in place. And they have to fit. If we, in, if we render evil for evil and railing for railing, if we sit there and, and have a yelling match with somebody, then you're both doing evil. Which one of you is going to pray? Doesn't really matter. His ears can't hear you. People say, well, that doesn't sound like the merciful, graceful God. He's so merciful and graceful, He's not listening to you. What if He makes your words come, come to pass right then? Well, I don't think you're very much, you fool. And then God's right there. He said, boom, words just came to pass. He's better off to be away from you, huh? Yeah. Don't render evil for evil, railing for railing, but contrary-wise, blessing. Why? That's godly. That's godly. That's righteous. Amen? And, and I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about being who you are. Christians who are righteous should do right things. And if they're doing wrong things, it doesn't make them less my kid. He doesn't say, well, you're not my kid anymore. He just says, you know what? You're not acting like my kid. You're my kid. And I'll bear along with you. And I'll give you Scripture so you don't keep doing this. Because he said, said, contrary-wise blessing, knowing that you are called thereunto 
Put that in the NIV so we can actually read it. <laughs> Me and King James, man, we're just we're twisting our tongues tonight. Don't repay evil for evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because this this you were called because, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. What's he saying? You can't inherit a blessing doing evil. Why? Because the face of the Lord is against you. Right? He's not saying that the Lord's against you. Don't don't take this wrong and don't get it out of context. God will never stop being your God. He never quit loving you. He could not look at you. Right? Why? Because you weren't being who you are. Why did I have to get away from Ramsey when she kept saying, Dad, let me do this. Dad, I want to do it. Why can't I do it? All my friends. And I said, I got to get away from her. Why? I had to turn my face away from her. Why? Because if I turned my face towards her, she kept talking. And she still was talking evil and wrong and backwards. Amen? Verse 11? 10? I'm sorry, I didn't read that. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil. What? Talking evil with, about other people. Not just, not, just keep, not just stop saying bad things you know, or yelling at your football game. I hope. You've got to yell at the football now. But it's not just talking about just, just idle talk. It's talking about talking evil. If you're not talking right, you're talking wrong. Amen? Talking about people or arguing with people is wrong. Trading insults is wrong. And, and you, you've got no foundation to pray from from there. Why? Because you won't have confidence to pray. Because you can't be doing that and be in faith. It's not possible. You can't unlove your brother. Is unlove a word? Yeah, it's a, it's a good word, unlove. You can't unlove your brother and expect to go to God and get something. Because you can't walk up to God outside of love. Amen? And what's he saying? If you want to love life and see good days, don't talk bad about people. And don't... And keep your lips from deceitful speech. You know, deceitful speech is, is usually deceiving you. You know what a dece- the most deceitful speech is? Well, I didn't know better. That's the most deceitful speech in the whole world. I just didn't know better. Who are you deceiving? Because you ain't deceiving God. And if you if maybe you made yourself feel good enough that you can mess up one more time. <laughs> that wasn't very popular. He must turn, if he wants to love life and see good days, he must turn from evil and do good. What's he talking about? It's the same verse. The same verse that we're getting ready to read. He must turn from evil, what? Because the face of the Lord's against them that do evil. And if the face of the Lord is against you, you're not going to love life or see good days. People say, yeah, but we're under grace. Yes, you're under grace. And you better ask for some. Amen? We, we thank God for His grace and mercy, but it is not a license to be mean. It is not a license to go out and do wrong. It is not a license to be unrepentant and mean. It's not. He said He must seek peace. What's He must seek? Peace. Set at oneness. What's He saying you must seek? You must seek unity. 
the person that's, that you're trading, you've been trading evil for evil with, your job is to not only seek it, but pursue. And people say, why do you keep bugging me about this? I don't like you, brother. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Because I love you, brother. I just want to talk to you. I want to, I want to apologize if I offended you. We're going, to have, we're going to be at one. We'll quit talking about this. We're going to be at one. We're going to be at one. Brother Moore talked about it last week with, with Abraham and Lot. Abraham didn't care how much Lot took as long as there was not division. And, and that's why we've got to be. We've got to say, I don't care how, how many bad things you say about me. I'm not, I'm not quitting on you. I love you, brother. I love you, brother. And I'm going to say good things about you. I'm going to tell people how good you've been doing and, and what you've done for others. I'm going to tell people. You know, and, and this is what you got to do. And, and you must seek it and pursue it. Don't, don't, just, don't just look in the Bible for it. Find it in the Bible and then do it. Amen? Why, well, why are we talking about all this again? This verse right here. Because the eyes of the Lord are on them that are doing right. And His ears are attentive. Now, they're not just... Get this. His ears aren't just open to hear you. He's waiting to hear from you. It's not, he's not just open to hearing from you. He's not, he, not just, he didn't just wake up that morning and say, you know, I'd be open to hearing from Dave today. No, he's sitting there like this. Dave, I'm waiting on you to talk, brother. I'm waiting on, I'm attentive to what you're getting ready to ask. Why? Because you're doing right. You're pursuing peace. You're, you're seeking it. And, 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 you, and you're, not, you're not speaking deceitful speech. You're not, you're not doing evil. And His face is towards you. And He's looking at you. And He's waiting for your next move. Why? Because you're doing right. That's the people He needs in the earth. The ones that are going to make the right choice and not override their heart. When they override their heart, they can't hear from God. Why? Because they've heard from someone else. Usually themselves. That's how you override your heart. Amen? Read the next verse. Verse 13. It said, who's going to harm you if you're eager to do good? In other words, who's going to be mean to you because you're being nice and you're eager to do the right thing? Verse 14, and even if they do, what would be so bad about being persecuted for, being, for doing the right thing? Do you know that we've been so dead set against somebody being upset with us that, that we, and, and being unwilling to have somebody mad at us because we did the right thing? that will not do the right thing? You can't inquire of the Lord and get the right answer if that's what you feel. Right? God, God is a people lover, not a people pleaser. And because He loves you, if you'll follow Him, you'll be pleased. Amen? <laughs> because He's pleased with us. Amen? When we're in faith when we're trusting Him, when we're believing Him. It says, it says don't, don't, don't fear what they fear. Don't be frightened. In other words, don't be afraid to do the right thing. Be, people being afraid to do the right thing keeps them from inquiring of the Lord. Amen? Because it keeps them doing... The, if you're afraid to do the right thing, you're doing the wrong thing. First of all, you're afraid. Be, be guaranteed, once you're in fear, you're doing the wrong thing. But in your hearts, here's the key to this whole thing. Here's the answer to hearing from God. But in your hearts, set apart 
sanctify Christ as Lord. If we would do that before, every, before we say anything, before we do anything, that, see, that's what David did when he, when he inquired. Who did he inquire of? The Lord. And he respected who he was inquiring of. And he had sanctified in his heart that he was going to God Almighty. And he expected an answer. This was set apart. He wasn't looking for another answer. He wasn't looking for another way out. This was his answer. When we set apart Christ as Lord, then then we always have the right answer. Why? Because that is the answer. We set Him apart as Lord. Lord means He has final say, final authority. He's the voice you hear. He's who you wake up to. He's you you go to bed with. He's, he, he gives you your orders. He's the one that heals your body. He's the one that keeps your mind. He's the one that helps you with your kids. He's the one. And there is no other. You've set Him apart and sanctified Him as Lord. And then when He says, when you do that, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone that looks like they're doing the wrong thing. Why does he say it this way? Because anything else is going to cause division and strife. If somebody didn't ask for your opinion or the truth of the Word of God that you have, then don't give them the truth of the Word of God that you have. Because truth is only truth to people who believe it. Do you realize that if people believe a a lie long enough, that is their truth? When God says, when, when, when Jesus said, if, if you believe two things and, and you're in darkness, how dark does your darkness get if you believe darkness is, is light? Right? And that's, that's basically what he's saying. He said people have believed lies so long that they believe the lie is light. And so how dark is their darkness if they believe the lie is light? Amen? And he says, he says, Sanctify Christ as Lord. Set Him apart. Where do you set Him apart at? Not in your head. In your heart. Where real answers come from, where real decisions are made, and where you hear from God. Set your heart apart from everything else and sanctify it to the Lord. And only look for that answer. And as you look for that answer, you'll quit, you'll quit talking about people, you'll quit saying the wrong thing, and you'll always be in the, the one that's in the position to hear from God. That's when people come to you and say, Brother, I'm struggling. What do I need to do? And you don't give them some witty answer. You go and you say, God, show me something for this brother. And God says, they need to do this. And you tell them, and it bears witness. And it saves their life. Amen? It says, be, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. Did you know that standing on a street corner with a sign that said, God hates, is not getting to everyone that asks? <laughs> Do you realize that? Yelling over the TV that you're right is not getting to one, everyone that asks. You know, sometimes Christians' desire to be proven right is so big that they couldn't hear from God if they wanted to. Because all they want to hear is, you know what, you were right. And I think once they hear that, they've got their full reward. Right there. 
Yep, I got to be right once. How were your days on earth? Well, I was right once. <laughs> and really, you weren't right because you spent so much wrong time trying to be right that your right was turned into wrong. <laughs> There's a tongue twister for you. <laughs> Glory to God. Whew. Be prepared to give an answer. That's what we've got to do. We've got to be prepared. How, how do we be prepared? We keep ourselves open to, to, to hear in verse 12 because if you hear in verse 12, you're prepared in verse 15. Amen? You're not railing on people. You're not exchanging insults and evil for evil. You're walking in the love of God, doing the things that God would have you do. You're doing right. You're eschewing evil. Look at that, eschewing. Huh? You know what that means? Staying away from. Get away. You're doing right, and you're staying away from evil, and God's using you now just like He used David to lead a whole nation into victory after victory after victory after victory because, because David would hear from God. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. I have to stop because I don't know where to end. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He's so good to us. And he, he wants that line open all the time. You, you know, Jeremiah 33, 3, my mom used to say that's God's phone number. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call upon me and I'll answer you. What's, what, what's the key to that? He says, Call upon me and I'll answer you. And, and, the, and the NIV, yeah, I like the NIV. It says, Call upon me and I will answer you and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you don't know. You know who will never do this? People that know everything. We serve the God that knows everything and we can have an answer to every question in an instant of time. But we just have to keep our heart clear. We have to keep our mind focused on, on, on what our heart knows and refuse to override the things that are in our heart. You know, the Moors have said that over and over to me. You know, I'll, I'll do something and they'll say, why did why'd you miss it there? And they're so good about this. And I'll say, I don't know, tell me. And they'll go, because you overrode your heart. And they said, if you'll look at it, if you'll go back, you'll, you'll see the place where you overrode what your heart was telling you. And, and there's never going to be an instance where if we miss something, there was somewhere down the line, we overrode something that we knew was right. But there's good news. God's merciful. Did you know David, he lived a long life and he was king all the days of his life? And he was a good king. Even after his mistakes. And he even inquired of the Lord again. Late in life, he inquired of the Lord. Built a, got, got the plans ready for a big temple. Amen? God's not through with any of us. He wants us to stay clear in our minds and heart and, and know that these aren't stories we can hear from the one true God. And He has answers that will not only help you, but they'll draw you to a place where you can help those around you. Amen? Glory to God. You got a song, Michelle?
close your eyes just praise him for a minute you know you may have missed it you may have heard from God and went a different direction but the good news is his word still stands and what he told you to do before he'll still let you do again he'll he'll bring you right back to that place you know brother Dwayne was talking about a Wednesday night it'll be like that GPS if you missed your turn it'll 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 take you all in a big circle and bring you right back to where you can start again right from where you should have been going so if you missed it and there are people in here right now and you're thinking how am I going to get back it's real simple trust him trust him do good do good and believe that you'll hear and know and believe the first word you hear from Him and do it. Do it. Hear, listen, and do. And you'll get yourself back on the right path. You know, there's people in here right now and they're saying, you know, that's probably why I'm not healed. No, God's not withholding gifts from you. That's the devil trying to use that to keep you from having your healing. And, and tonight, God's saying, have your healing. Have your healing in this place. Everybody in here that's believing for healing, that, that they believe they've done something wrong to hold it up, you, you get your healing right now. God's saying it's right there. Grab hold of it. It's yours. In Sarasota, on the Internet, grab hold of it right now. It's yours. God's not a mean, spiteful God. He's not withholding anything from us. He's, he's holding everything for us. Have your healing. Have your healing. Have your walk with God back. Have your relationship with the Father clear and, 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 and be used as a vessel to, to change others, to, to, to bring others to a better place. Always be ready. Be prepared to give an answer for everyone that asks. Because the ones that ask... When you do answer, you're going to change their life forever. God's going to use you to change somebody's life forever. Pray this after me. Father God, here I am. Use me. Use me in whatever capacity you plan to. Forgive me where I missed it, where I overrode my heart. Bring me back to that place and I'll walk with you I'll love life I'll see good days and you'll always be waiting to hear my prayer thank you Lord for forgiveness and love I receive from you tonight thank you Father thank you Father thank you Lord 
Thank you, Lord. Altar care workers, come forward. You know, uh, we don't know who's watching by internet. We don't even know who's in the house tonight. There may be somebody in here who's never known Jesus Christ as Lord. The good news is He's a good Father God. Just like David, just like just like all the men. You know, the, the neat thing about David is even after he messed up with Bathsheba and, and the child that they had died, David said, David said, you know what? I can't bring him back, but I will go to be with him one day. What was David saying? I didn't lose my salvation. I mean, he, Jesus hadn't come yet, but David was very distinctly saying, I will be where that child is someday. God's not, God's not holding anything away from us. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. He's a good God. He's a good God. And He's looking for good in your life. Amen? Amen. Uh, I was about to pray the prayer of faith with everybody. So if, you, if, you've, if you've known Jesus, that's fine. We're all going to pray together. If you've never met Jesus Christ as Lord in Sarasota here on the Internet, let's pray this prayer together. And pray it from your heart. And know that when you pray, you're getting an answer already because he, he paid the price in advance for your prayer that you're about to pray. Amen. Everybody close your eyes. Raise a hand towards heaven. Say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in Your Son, Jesus. I believe He paid the full price for all my sins. That He died on a cross and that You raised Him from the dead. And He lives today as my advocate. Father, I thank You for this great work. Jesus, I confess You Lord of my life. And as you help me, I'll do what you say the way you say to do it every time you say it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whoo! Lord was helping us tonight. Showing us good things. You know, He doesn't want us to spend one wasted hour thinking we can't know exactly what's on His mind. He, he, he put His Holy Spirit in us just so we could know it. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Everybody coming back to church Sunday? Glory to God. I, I know the Moors are out today. I, I think, believe they'll be back Sunday. I won't say where because God knows. <laughs> and He didn't reveal that to me. And He didn't say inquire. <laughs> They'll be, they'll be, we'll, we'll be watching or, or seeing them either way. So it'll be good. And the Word's been rich. It is so good to learn how valuable we are to our Savior. Amen? Amen. So come back. We'll be having church here at 9, Sarasota at 10, and it's going to be good.